falls across the land. The video hour is close at hand. Truckers haul their mugs and gin to stem the tide of mods again. And whomsoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hound of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of point two two light years, and scavengers from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can survive the haunting call. Ah, uh, Mike's alive. It's not Halloween. Why have we been all spooky? Bandwagon jumping. Everyone else is doing it. But it's supposed to be just one evening. I know, but, well, it morphed into a whole mini-season of gowlies and ghosties and things that go bump in the night. I thought that that was just truckers trying to dock after too many megagins. Well, that too. But there are spooky goings-on in the galaxy for the next week, so we thought we'd join in. What, what are we doing next week, then? Oh, more of the same, but with pumpkins on our heads. However, before we start with the headlines, we've got five seasonal frontier goodies to give away, for which we at Hutton are very grateful. In view of the spooky season, we're giving away five Halloween paint job packs. So, we'll get the ball rolling now. To make it reasonably fair, we'll ask a question, and all you have to do to win is be the first person to type the correct answer in the Twitch chat. No spamming, or we'll ignore you. We'll ask more questions as we go through the show until we've given it all away. So, everyone ready? Eyes down. Here we go. Question one. Mentioned in a show not too long ago, what is the date of Alvin's birthday? That's mentioned in a show not too long ago, what is the date of Alvin's birthday? As usual, email I took part at Hutton Orbital to claim your prize. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. Who are you gonna call? Commander Volcaria Volcarius in Capital Idea. Too hot, too messy, week eleven update. Pwaf Panic as Manic Dolicrocranic <laughs> Maniac Steel Sal. Hanky Panky as Dollar Depot is back under Hutton control. Go ahead, that one. For a change, no Avoc in Avic. And in another change, our correspondents have a week off. Back 
before the days of space travel, when humanity, other than a handful who enjoyed a view from orbit, was stuck on the planet Earth, cultures throughout the world told tall tales to explain the things that went bump in the night, whether that was the tree branch knocking on the window, or mysterious silhouettes standing just out of plain sight on a dark and misty night. Horror stories were told around the campfire, and imaginary creatures with big teeth and huge scary eyes were envisioned. With the acceleration of science and spacefaring over the centuries, you'd think that modern humanity had moved past such things. But little out-of-the-way orbitals seem to breed even more fright jumps, cold shivers down the spine, and strange goings-on than ever before. Walking the corridors of Hutton, or floating if you've turned your mag boots off, of an evening with the lights flickering and you can hear the distant hum of the station's air systems, you might hear a gurgle or a scratch, 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 or the pitter-patter of clawed feet. You'd be tempted to run for your quarters and slam the door, before wondering whether that warm breath on the back of your neck was the aircon, or something standing behind you in the dark. To help combat the rash of unexplained noises, the Hutton Orbital Paranormal Investigation Team, or HOPIT, are on the case. Walking the station armed with the latest in PKE meters, designs having been dug out for a 20th century movie, handheld scanners and a variety of weapons and traps, they have one mission. To keep truckers safe from the ghastly things that crawl along the corridors late at night. So far, they have arrested Cecil four times and taken him back to his bunk. Oh, and rescue a handful of people cowering in terror at noises from the plumbing. Floor mopping guy was backwashing cubicle 3 in an effort to unblock it again. We'd like to remind commanders that despite Eddie Lee Wise and Sons, and his daughters, stocking a fetching array of blood spatter pattern clothing and pumpkin-shaped remlocks, deliberately scaring the bejeepers out of the radio crew whilst they're en route to the studio isn't big and definitely isn't clever. Well, unless you manage to get video footage and send it in to Truckers Do The Silliest Things to claim your 100 credits. Commander Volcarius has been at the acronyms again and it turns out that when it comes to the celebrations box bounties are his favourite. Message reads as follows Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue presents Intra A new service for bounty hunters which tracks faction activity and discovers the most lucrative locations for bounty hunting missions. Intra considers star systems in pairs, the shop and the arena. Its goal is to give commanders a shop filled with mission-bearing factions where all missions involve a single target-rich arena. The results are filtered and ranked based on the number of factions. The presence of resource extraction sites and compromised nav beacons, the supercruise distances and many other preferences each commander can set. Installing Intra plugin for EDMC will help with reporting arena locations and will also send bounty claim statistics. These provide commanders with a wide view of minimum, average and maximum claims sorted by target, ship and rank. Finally, unlike any other bounty hunting resource, 
and Eve was able to find a full snapshot of the intra-search data is compiled hourly and downloadable for all. Eniv welcomes reliable res data and we're happy to merge any existing efforts to catalogue reses, though we are prepared to build it independently and committed to making it openly available. Commander Vulcarius. After running it through the frontal auton and the simplication machine, we understand that Vulcarius has created something that A logs bounty hunting zones and B shares them with other people with a side order of C telling you you're in a lucrative location. Lovely. Too Hot Too Messy has now been going for 11 very long weeks. The Hutton-led initiative to deliver Hutton mugs and Centauri Megagen to every single station in the galaxy. Commanders have continued to drop off mugs and gin all over the place, and this week we not only passed 30,000 deliveries, but we also saw the number of new stations added since the start go past 20,000. Delivery numbers are more or less steady this week at just over a thousand, but that follows several weeks of decline from where we were delivering three times that. So get stocked up, get involved, and get the momentum going. Remember, every mug counts, and you may just win a real mug by taking part. Six new commanders and one new squadron joined the effort this week, taking the total to 215 pilots spread across 73 squadrons. And of course, more are always welcome. Naturally, Hutton commanders are collectively blazing away at the head of the squadron leaderboard, passing 12,000 deliveries in the week. The winged hussars are in second, approaching 1,500 muggings, and the paladins are holding third with 1,280. The quartet of commanders that form the undead are still in fourth with over 800 mugs delivered, but had he not ditched his one-man squadron, Infinite Dreamer would be fourth approaching 1,000 mugs. In addition to delivering quantities of snot into his handkerchief this week, Commander Chicks is still out in front with over 2,600 mugs and gin delivered. Some say that he brought prismatic shields for all his ships this week. However, he's still being chased down by Nemb, who is approaching 2,000 deliveries. Commander Waller81 is closing the gap on Nemb and lies in third with 1,600 muggings. Commander Mouse8287 is fourth and completes the tally of those who have delivered more than 1,000 mugs. How do we know all this? Because it is tracked by the marvel that is the Hutton Helper, and updated live on the Too Hot Too Messy event page at hot.forthemug.com slash hot underscore mess underscore two. At this rate, we'll have delivered a canister of Hutton mugs and Centauri Megagen to every station in the galaxy by New Year's Day. Precisely which new year, we aren't going to speculate as we find more and more stations each week. But if everyone leaves it to everyone else, it's clearly going to take much longer to accomplish. Apart from the glory alone, there is the additional incentive in a real-world, gravity-assisted, mods-preventing Hutton mug that you can fill with tea, gin, or whatever you like, as you happily take Hutton mugs to where no Hutton mug has gone before. Any commander that delivers 10 mugs in a week, and 10 gin, will be entered into that week's draw to win a real one. Unless you already have one, of course. In which case, you've been immunised against mods already. Nine commanders have accomplished this so far, and you can see a little golden mug next to their names in the top commanders table 
and keep listening for this week's winner to be announced in the banter bit after the news. How do I join in the fun, I hear you ask? Well, first, you need to sign up by downloading the Hutton Helper from hot.forthemug.com forward slash download, where your mug engine deliveries will be automatically registered for you by Antarius Fusion's magical mathematical hamsters. The Pilots Federation have issued an APB. Yes, that's an all-points bulletin for either A, the rescue of their community management team, B, the apprehension of whoever it was that snuck up behind them during their live broadcast, or C, someone who's good at solving puzzles. As a mysterious masked stranger even appears to have approached Sal and that bloke she broadcasts with and unplugged them from their decks. Security camera footage shows a fully suited figure sauntering up to them, politely tapping one of them on the shoulder and then shouting BOO! Yeah, okay, we made that bit up. Anyway, at which point they held up a 20th century test card to the security camera and made off with the broadcast team. Have you seen a pilot carrying two rather lumpy rolled up carpets through a settlement near you? If so, Get in touch with the Pilots Federation as soon as you can, as it's only two weeks until the next broadcast, and the alternative is that the show is taken over by the server management team. And, you know, we love Dav and everything, but he's got important things to manage, like galaxies. The Hankytron peeped into life again this week with an incoming message from Colonia, which took a couple of weeks to reach us. Apparently, thanks to the action on the parts of one of the Hanky clones and Commander Mindwipe, things at Hutton's Holiday Rest Home out in Colonia are going rather well, and Dollar Depot is back under our control. It's a little commercial outpost, but it's one we quite like over in Tier. There's a problem, though. It has been struck by a terrible blight. All the tomato plants have withered, the chilies are drooping, and this spider plant looks like, uh, well, a, a spider plant that's been looked after, not been looked after properly, which I guess is most of them in the galaxy. Congratulations to the hot coal team on getting it back, and we're sending over a shipment of plant food, a biohazard suit, uh, you can argue over which one of the two you gets to use it, and a trowel. Well, I for one am glad that things have settled down a bit in Hutton space after the turmoil of recent weeks. We still have a few systems that are a bit ick, but nothing we can't handle. Sirius have wound in their necks for now, a bust still needs lifting, and we have a wolf on the blink. More on those stories coming up. It's a fairly good bet that all is going reasonably well in Hutton space when Barnard Star is our worst performing system. And this week, it is, limping along on only 29%. Not having to rely on another system being worse or even borrowed like last week, Barnard's star is struggling along and a war which still has at least a couple of days to run is tying up a third of system influence. Poor little Avic. On 35 is next. Still recovering from busts, famines, cuddly toys, blights and wars with Sirius, who are, as we speak, only 10 points behind. Well done to our combat pilots who put in a few shifts to defeat Lee Yong-Ru's minions and keep Avic safe for, well, another week or two. 
Nothing else is going on in Avic right now, so why not give it a boost? Or, as sure as those lovely eggs they sell in Ridley Scott Station in Zayance are, well, eggs, Sirius will be back for another go. Unfortunately, our home system, Alpha Centauri, has slumped the 36, but before you glance at your radio in concern, this is more of a function of five of the other factions suffering from civil unrest. No surprise since four of them are in famine, and two of them are in a civil war, and two are bust, including Sirius. <laughs> if you recall last week, one of our friendly factions, the Gilgamesh Corps Orbital Protection, they overstretched themselves and had deposited one of their systems, LHS 450, with Hutton to look after for a while until their fortunes improved. Again, Hutton combat pilots excelled themselves by losing 4-0, thus handing LHS 450 back to Gilgamesh, its rightful owner. Here at Hutton, we'll pawn star systems for anyone. Honest Dave's dodgy filters have turned up in the Wolf 359 stations where they have broken down, leaving the system with an infrastructure failure. Just like you did successfully last week in PSPF LF2, ship in water purifiers, power generators to rectify the situation and get the system up and running again. It's making a nice profit for yourself. Who knows, there may be a 50 million credit mission lurking in there too. The two-week famine that we reported last week in LP5539 was finally cleared, but it broke the finances of the system, which went bust. And folks weren't happy about it, but in the last two hours, the situation has been rectified and the system is now back to normal. Well done to those who turned this around. The blight that started it all in LP52539 has spread to LP53281. Uh, so ship in agronomic treatment to clear it before it gets out of hand and ends up like LP52539, famine, bust and civil unrest. At the overachieving end of the Hutton systems table, we have just three systems above 60% and thankfully we aren't looking to expand anywhere soon. So the main priority this week is to truck something to Wolf 359, uh, truck in power generators, water purifiers to give them a helping hand. Community news this week is that the community is rather busy with one of three things. They're either looking at stargoids and seeing if, like Galnet News Digest Maestro Wotherspoon, they can make the number five look like the number six after a counting incident, or trying to make it look like an eight, which we're sure is the real number, or mugging and ginning things, or trying to turn the letters T-F-Z-I-R-Q-R-L into something resembling an answer. But other than that, our outside, outside broadcast correspondents appear to be having a bit of a week off this week. Oh, that went well. Same last. <laughs> so let's let's say uh, recap the the first question, will we? Ooh. We'll just scroll back up and we'll recap that first question because we don't have a correct answer yet. See, this is really fun. I love this. I doubt where that question was because I know it was me that read it out, but right at the start, wasn't it? So here we go. Mentioned in a show not too long ago. What is the date of Alvin's birthday? We don't have a correct answer yet. 
Really? Can we can we list the wrong answers? Um, and then point and laugh. I can. <laughs> Somebody else might be able. To. I would love to point and laugh though. The point and laughs. Look, the that's what I'm here for. So, no, no, and no, correct. I mean, we're all truckers. We should know well, Alvin's birthday. Yeah. Why are we on slow mode? The chat's slow enough. <laughs> it's just you that's in slow mode, I think. My man tells me it's in slow mode. But... Yeah. Just scroll down the bottom and it'll go fast mode again. Right. So, what are we going to do? Are we going to leave that question I think available we just need... open? Yeah, we just to need answer? to let it hang there until we get a correct answer. Okay. And then, I think... I I guess if anybody gets us the right answer during the show, live in chat, that's great. But if yeah. not, then they can email it in. The email to itickpart at huttonorbital.com. First correct answer wins themselves a snazzy prize. And mm. what is that snazzy prize? It's a pyjama pack. <laughs> oh, no, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> wrong kind of PJs. <laughs> Yeah, wrong kind of PJs there. Definitely. Oh, I went to delete PJs. Do we have an image of the of the PJs? Oh, they're a bit gorgeous. Oh, that's also known as dun, Cubicle dun, Three dun. malevolent gas. So these are how oh, PJs. They are. Oh, fancy! Mm. It's almost it's almost Halloween. yeah. It's the right month. This is the Halloween month. Oh, that's fancy. That's that's real nice. I'm surprised that David didn't grab them with them being purple and all. Right. <laughs> yeah, but he couldn't actually see that they were purple, could he? That's true. Mm. It's kind of ghastly. Bats. Ooh, that's quite. Ugh. We got, have we got a winner for question Way. one? Yay! <laughs> Fine vibe. Way. Mind whippy. You know. Ah. Congratulations, Mindwipe. I think it's because they saw the, the, the just the luscious PJs. Yeah. And thought, you know, okay, fine, I'll answer the question if it means I get yeah. one of those. When they thought it might be a scummy mug, they weren't interested, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's one thing. That's pro very possibly what happened. Okay, well, we go to question two then. Right. right. What is question two? You were going to do question two, and you you're not going to do. Yeah, you, you do. do question... Yeah, <laughs> okay. you do question two. All right then. Everyone listening, I'll take that as a yes. After Alpha Centauri, which system did Hutton expand into first? I'm going to repeat that. After Alpha Centauri, which system did Hutton expand into first? And you can answer either in chat or you can email us at itookpart at huttonorbital.com. Hooray! That's not bad. Well, maybe they did not hear the question after all. <laughs> yeah, but... Hello? Well, people seem to be guessing. Oh, wow. People okay. seem to be guessing, so... Well, that was so quick. I'm, I will suspect that they can hear you. I would have got that wrong. I thought we expanded into George's pants first. Same no, George's pants was later on. It took his ages to get into George's pants. Is it well? Yeah, I've, I've heard he's not easy. Phrase. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> into George's pants. Yeah, it's easy. A couple of Centauri Mega Gens and you're on. Congratulations. So there we are. We've got a winner, Commander Aiden. Nice. So, did anyone see the Frontier livestream? No. 
Bits of it. I saw it. I, I caught it between a couple of meetings, and all I seemed to catch was them playing anagrams. Oh, okay. Were there any exciting revelations? Yeah, there was the, re the revelation that Chicks is too damn good at anagrams. Yes. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Yes, congratulations. What, did you win something nice? <laughs> He's not here. He's not here. He's gone off. Well, there were some nice paint jobs again, so uh, let's see if we can uh, get some of them up on the screen. Um. Autumn Topaz and Autumn Sapphire. I think that's Autumn Topaz up now. I went to school with her. <laughs> Autumn Topaz. <laughs> oh, that's quite nice. That's pretty. And then... Yeah, I definitely stayed on for long enough to catch all of those because I might have sort of left it watching after I went into a meeting. So I may not have been watching, watching, but I was definitely watching in spirit. <laughs> it's on a bit of an awkward time, Autumn I Topaz. find. Topaz. Always you save two yeah. desserts at dinner hall. Mm. I love oh. blue and teal. Yeah, that is nice, that is nice, isn't it? Yeah, Chicks isn't feeling awfully well today. He's, um, as we mentioned earlier, filling handkerchiefs with mucus, so he's not sp he's not speaking a lot. When you when you hear the, the coughing and the um, bodily effluence noises in the background, that's Chicks. <laughs> that's Chicks every week. Usually, it's hard to get a, a word in edgeways when when Chicks up to standing, yeah, you know. Yeah, so. yeah that, <laughs> that's probably why they think he's muted tonight. I was surprised when you mentioned malevolent gas because that's him every week as well. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> there he is, spreading hey. his um. His mods. <laughs> Halloween cheer. <laughs> well, I do have another paint job I can show Spread you, the, the Malevolent Ghoul. So the Malevolent Ghoul will be uh, coming up in a moment. So if we all go, ooh, that's pretty now, and then stare <laughs> exactly. at our screens until we catch up with it in 30 seconds' exactly. time, then... Imagine ooh, one of those so coming over the horizon. Ooh, ooh there ooh, they I are. I like oh. them. Scary. Ooh, they look nice. Yeah, I don't... Yes. I and then the next one coming up, the Nocturnal Hex, I think that's the one that the anagram or the uh, the Hangman winners won. I like that. That one. Malevolent Ghoul, though, really stands out on the ants. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, they're a bit gorgeous, those. Ooh, Pumpkin-y. Now, this, this is my favourite so far. I love that orange. That is Pumpkin-y. Mm. So it's the purple version of that that we're giving away, which which is also rather nice and a little bit more combat friendly it's a bit darker the purple so um maybe people will like it you never know i mean we got what, five of them to give away so oh mindwipe says he doesn't want his prize but but oh but mind mind wipe. Wipe. why answer the question uh, come on they're, they're absolutely Nobody... gorgeous it's it's the purple version it's the one that's on screen now with an asp it's a pack of four of those in them um, you must all the different you ships. must take it you you got a his mindwipe you it's yours, Mandwipe. Take it. I mean, if you're really sure you don't want it, there will be a fight in this uh, studio where we'll try and get oh, your yeah. copy of it. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I am a biter. I'm a biter. That's all I'm saying. I taste lousy. Yeah. I no, care. sorry. I've got lousy taste. It was one of them. Yeah, yeah, it was one of, one of those, wasn't Go it? Go on. I'll have it for my birthday. <laughs> 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 He held on just long enough to be polite, card. and then buckled. 
Did I mention it's my birthday yeah. next week? Yeah, it's my birthday. It's, 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 it's mine tomorrow. It's my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow because the quiz is on as well. No, it isn't tomorrow. Mine's tomorrow. Oh. Shouldn't we be singing you happy birthday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sorry you mentioned it now. <laughs> is Alba Hutton Choir ready? Oh, Not to mention it next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. Yeah, you can all put your headphones back on there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the hunting choir strikes again. <laughs> I think we're getting really good at being completely out of tune. <laughs> I the best of it. Yeah, actually. Yes. I I was perfectly in tune. I'm just not sure what with. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We were very good. You were very good. That's because I take my headphones off. That's why I thought we were very good. <laughs> Actually, I, th I think some of the notes we hit probably weren't really notes. We didn't. We didn't hit any notes. We hit something. <laughs> we hit something. Yeah. The sound barrier, possibly, but we did not hit any notes. It's no worse yeah, than the, the show notes, to be fair. <laughs> yes, the notes are now bruised and battered, and we'll be turning up at A and E shortly. <laughs> Anyway, right, where were we? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah. We were here for a reason, weren't we? There's an in-game murder mystery event with prizes um, going to be coming up in the next few days. Uh, so we need yeah, to keep... Yeah, there was uh, a Galnet announcement just at the end of the show. And it was referred to earlier on in our show about somebody yeah. sneaking up and kidnapping and slaughtering all of the poor presenters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but apparently there are going to be details on their social channels over the next uh, few weeks. So uh, uh, well, I imagine it'll be less than a few weeks. I imagine it'll be the next few days. So that could be quite exciting. Mm. Will there be anything yeah. on their anti-social channels? Because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I probably won't see it. <laughs> the way we sing, I think we are the anti-social channel. Yeah, we channel. are the anti-social channel, yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> So, dragging the show along, were, <laughs> were there any stellar screenshots this week? I think yeah, there was there some. Um, there were some uh, quite good ones. Yeah, were they spooky? Um, spooky, yes. Were they scary? Mm. Did they chill you no, to the bone? Right. They were fairly scary. Some of them, I think. I'm just trying to think of them now. But yes, there were <laughs> quite spooky ones. Yeah. More to the point, did anybody we know win? Mm. That's a no then. That's going to be a no, isn't it? So the only yeah. winner in the whole thing was chicks with that paint job. All right. Yes. And I'm not. I'm not this little bit jealous. <laughs> yeah. Well enough to keep delivering mugs. Well enough to go on there and win a paint job, but not well enough to deliver his speech earlier. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alex Turner did a bit of a, a bit of a stellar screenshot. <laughs> did you see that? Oh one? yeah. He he, um, I heard about it. He uh, drew something unusual with his SRV tracks, didn't he? <laughs> no, not and that. Not, 
Yeah, not what all of the filthy minds in chat are thinking. No. Was it a penis? Yeah. No, no, no. No, it wasn't no. for once. It was not. No. It, yeah, it is, but it, well, you know, I did a cocking balls. I drew a cocking balls in my mind once. <laughs> it was pretty it's... good as well. I was quite surprised at how well it came out. Although one yeah. of them did look a bit bigger than the other, and I just thought, mm, get to the doctor yes. with that, pal. Yeah, it's good, that one. Yeah. 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 Impressive the pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how to do it. Skills. How do you not leave tracks? It's... Yeah. yeah, when Alec Turner's in an SRV and getting somewhere in a hurry, he spends more time mm. in the air than on the ground. That is, you can oh, just see... Oh, get the gaps, is it? Yeah, mm. you can see the yeah. SRV in there, it's pretty big. The, the pumpkin head is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm. I can never yeah, draw because... things with mine. I, I couldn't draw mm. that well with a pen and paper, let alone no, with an I SRV couldn't. on a planet's <laughs> surface. Yeah. I couldn't draw that well with an artist sitting next to me to draw it for me. It's art. It's art, Jim, but it's not as we know it. There we go. That's very nice. That is really clever. Mm. Quite a lot of skill in that, too. Right. Are we, right. Is it time to uh, announce this week's Too Hot, Too Messy mug winner? Oh, cheers. I don't see it here. Pardon? Yes. Oh, bless you. Somebody get Flossie a hanky. Sierra Zulu, November Uniform Romeo. However, that's Snur. Yes. Snur. If Snur would like to write in with the correct pronunciation, we will apologise next week and sort it all out. But in the meantime, please send your details to the email address I took part at hutnorbital.com and we'll get the mug sent out to you. A real, genuine, shiny Hutton mug. Oh. And if anybody else would like to win one, all they need to do is deliver ten each of mugs and gin during the next week and have the Hutton help of recording it so that we know that you've done it. Mm-hmm. Good luck, everybody. Right. So, how much did you raise on your run? On my run? And how long did it take you to recover? Oh, God, I'm still recovering. Um... <laughs> I did. I had a bit of a bout of mods in April, which is still causing me a bit of grief. But I, I, I did it. So yeah. So it was the Oxford Half Marathon. Oh, well, that's it. You got to do it, haven't you? It's, it's. I, you know, if you sign no. up for these things for charity, then then you got to finish the charity. Um, but yeah, three three hundred and sixty one pounds raised for special effects. My my target was congratulations, Mel. Thank you very ah, much. That's pretty good. Yeah, well done. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, thank you to everyone who donated. My target was ten pounds a mile, um, and we did it. We did uh, three times that. So yeah, I was absolutely okay. absolutely delighted. <clears throat> well and I have to give a shout. Bit, yeah. Well, I have to give a shout out to Commander Nocti, who donated the entire well the entire one hundred and thirty one pounds. Um, so, what yeah, a trust. Nocti's yeah. like that. He's just, yeah. 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 I think we're going to see Brilliant. Commander Nocti who drove me the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, who gave there him were, piggyback. They were Picked a lot of around fun. the corner for the start line and dropped me off at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was, it was tough, but 
you know, it, 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 it's got to be done. And, and special effects are awesome um, with these things. They're charity partners. Mm. So they have a little a tent there as well. Uh, so it just gives you sort of a little home base to operate out of as well. So when we do the 10K next year in London, which we did uh, this year, Commander Debmeet and I, we'll do it again next year. And we need to get as many truckers involved as possible because it is, despite the fact you've got to run 10K, really, really good fun. So uh, I think that's usually about <coughs> June or July time. So... Yeah, we've got that coming up, but yeah, a lot, lot of fun, but I won't be doing another one for a little while. What, another well, week well or two? Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Couple days. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Christmas. Come on, get some chips and say Jing, get out there. <laughs> right, there's, there's a note in here about um, somebody wanting to mention a birthday fundraiser. Yes. Um, on, honestly, I, I don't really think we should allow it. I mean, I'll stick yeah. it in chat so that people can have a look and see what it is. And then yeah, if they don't think like we should allow it, it, they don't need to click on it. Yeah. But I'm not you're sure not... we should mention that, that Flossie's doing a Wear It Pink fundraiser for, for breast cancer awareness <laughs> and breast cancer research. I, I just don't think it's really appropriate. But Is that a Wear It Pink? When you say Wear Pink, exactly how much pink? As, little as much or as, or as little, little as you want. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> do you, how do your fundraiser? Do your fundraiser? Do you not make it? Hmm. It can be as as per, bright per, or any, as yeah. Any any colour pink as long as it's pink. Fantastic. Fuchsia. Yeah. Fuchsia mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuchsia would do. Yeah. Any yeah. Fuchsia would make it pink. Yeah. I don't see why not. I do actually have a pink shirt ready to go for tomorrow, and I didn't even know about this. <laughs> well, I've been uh, doing this wear it pink for a good few years now, mm. and uh, you know, every year I get my pink stuff on and have done various things to try and raise money for breast cancer. And this year I thought, well, I might as well uh, do this as the wear it pink day falls on my birthday, which is mm. tomorrow, then it just seemed fitting to uh, do this fundraiser. Birthday fundraiser. Jim, Jim, she's mentioning it. She's mentioning it. Oh, no. <laughs> right. It's all right. Oh, well, we'll get it out in the edit. We'll get it out in the edit. It's Julie, fine. it's done. Lilac now. is right out. Lilac is right out. <laughs> As is purple. Oh, purple's not so bad if you mix it with a bit of white. Purple's not pink. Check. <laughs> anyway, so if anyone would like to. Um, contribute to my fundraiser the link has been posted in the chat and uh, any donor should be gratefully received by uh, breast cancer now i think it's a very good cause yes, yes. very good cause so, almost as good as special effect <laughs> yeah obviously the the dilemma you know when you come to these things is should i do special effects or hearing dogs <coughs> But yeah. I've always I've always supported the breast cancer for mm. wear it pink day, so that's what I did. Yeah. Well you and, can't exactly support a special effect for already, wear it pink. It's already had ninety two pounds donated, so thanks very much. Wow, to fantastic. People who have donated it. What kind of Halloween bees produce milk? Is what? this another paint job question? No, no, this is just me. What kind of Halloween bees produce milk? Boobies! Uh, oh, come on! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Oh, go on, dignify it. 
Can oh. somebody please mute his microphone? <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> right. So I think I think there's only really one really th- important word that we need to say at this point. I'm unmuted. Script, isn't there? <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's easy or if it's quite hard. Fuck! Fuck! You, you take your time. Any yeah, minute now. Yeah. <laughs> and you your own time. Don't don't you let him put you under pressure now. Yeah, let's 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 um, Just keep let's pressing. hand over to Flossie and see if there's any CGs this week. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie and the Community Girls. Though no CGs to report on last week, uh, new CGs starting today. The Governor chases Xeno Peace Megaship and Protect Delivery Transport in Ander Vandal. Federal Governor Dalton Chase requests deliveries to the Ander Vandal system to establish a Xeno Peace Envoy vessel. The initiative, spearheaded by Chase, a member of the Liberal Party who is currently campaigning for a congressional seat, intends to provide a megaship for use in Thargoid Advocacy Project operations. He announced, The Federation's leaders are sworn to protect its people, yet our aggressive interactions with the Thargoids have placed entire systems in great danger. Order of the Thargoid cultists shouldn't be the image we conjure when suggesting non-military options. It's time to prove that we possess the capacity for peaceful relations with other species. The megaship established on behalf of the Thargoid Advocacy Project will lead a non-partisan diplomatic mission representing humanity's call for a ceasefire. Its purpose is to find ways to communicate with the Thargoids and make peaceful overtures. Imagine it. Diplomatic channels between different races. Peace in our time. Lend us your support to lay this foundation for a more harmonious future. Deutsch Elite Pilot and Interstellar has agreed to host the Pro Peace Megaship Initiative and will organise payment for shipments of computer components, semiconductors and titanium. To protect deliveries, Deutsch Elite Pilots and Interstellar will also pay a premium on bounty vouchers for all wanted ships. The campaign will end on the 27th of October and if the final target is met earlier than planned, the campaign will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in computer components, semiconductors, titanium or bounty vouchers at Blankensop Hub in the Andervandal system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Now, before we hand over to the Ben and Jerry of the news world, remember, in space, no one can hear you. 
ice cream. It's time for question mm. three. Yeah, get your booze in. Come on. That was so bad. It was bad. Yeah, I was forced get to read booze it. In. Okay. It was worse for me. I had to read it. Anyway, it's time <laughs> for question three in our Halloween paint job giveaway. Now listen closely. Question three. In which system did Hutton get its first large pad? In which system did Hutton get its first large pad? Now, it's Beetlejuice and Motherspoon with the Galnet News Digest. Galnet News Digest, 20th of October 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, a federal governor gets the backing of the pro-Thargoid Thargoid Advocacy Project. Emperor Arissa says the Empire is dealing just fine with Thargoids on its own. And the Federation bans the other pro-Thargoid group, the Thargoid Cult. The governor of Andavandal Planet One, a rather charming Earth-like world that for some reason never acquired a name, has announced he's running for Federal Congress. There's nothing unusual about that. The unusual part is he's running on a Peace with the Thargoids ticket. The young and dynamic Governor Dalton Chase uses social media far more than many of his older colleagues and his radical views have gained him significant support from younger voters. Dalton appears on the mainstream media, but his face also appears frequently on ice casts, which is where he first voiced his support for the Thargoid Advocacy Project, using the catchy slogan, Communication, Not Extermination. It's unusual for any federal politician to speak of the Thargoids as anything other than battlefield enemies, and it is by no means clear whether this radical rethinking of federal popular opinion has any chance of success, or indeed, if his campaign promise to open diplomatic channels with the Thargoids is even possible, let alone desirable. The Thargoid Advocacy Project has endorsed Chase, but the pro-Hudson soul today describes Dalton and his followers somewhat pejoratively as alien lovers. Federal security forces continue to question Thargoid cult members over their alleged treason, and Secretary of State Lana Berkovich is progressing legislation to outlaw the cult. But there have not as yet been any moves to ban the secular Thargoid peace movement. The Emperor is delighted with her new isolationist empire, and is totally happy that the empire working alone can repulse anything the Thargoids try to throw at the Imperial Navy. Emperor Arissa made her remarks as she surveyed construction work at a Gutamaya shipyard. She claimed that eliminating coordinated command structures and dispensing with inferior mass-produced technology, such as that from Core Dynamics, and replacing it with artisanally produced handmade munitions made with metals sourced from the finest Imperial mines, have vastly improved at least the appearance of Imperial vessels, if not necessarily their effectiveness. 
with the ships lost in HIP 22460 replaced by gleaming new ones, and with shiny Imperial cadets to crew them, the Empire has, in the opinion of the Emperor, never been better protected. Given the Emperor's unwarranted self-congratulatory hubris, it seems quite likely there will be a Thargoid attack on one or more Imperial systems within the next few days. The Federation has banned the Fargod cult, with those found guilty of membership liable to 10 years in prison. President Hudson has signed into law the act introduced by Secretary of State Lana Berkovich, which extends provisions in the federal accord that ban federal citizens from providing aid to enemies of the state to cover the Fargod Doomsday Cult, which worships Thargoids as heralds of their deity, the Fargod, which they believe is coming to destroy humanity. The Thargoids have been officially classified as enemies of the state, and despite no evidence having been produced to support the assertion, the Fargod cult is considered to be working for the Thargoids. The Fargod cult is banned with immediate effect from federal space, and anyone found guilty of belonging to that prohibited religious organisation faces a mandatory prison sentence of up to ten years. The many thousands of Fargod suspects detained in Papantia and elsewhere are being subjected to military interrogation and transportation to their home systems for trial and sentencing. The resolution was passed by a narrow margin in the face of opposition from Shadow President Winters and the Galactic Interfaith Commune. Winters argued strongly that religious intolerance should not form part of the Federation's core values. However, given the groundswell of opposition to the Fargod cult among many federal citizens, members of Congress presumably felt they didn't have to worry too much about alienating members of other fringe religions that may feel threatened by the move. The Fargod cult has been illegal in the Empire for a number of years. The Alliance makes its decisions at the devolved federal level, so the cult remains legal in some Alliance systems, and also in many independent systems. The radicalised members of the Fargod sect, the True Chapters, are believed to be in hiding aboard their two remaining megaships, the Perdition and the Testament. The Federation has not banned any of the secular pro-Thargoid or pro-peace organisations, such as the Thargoid Advocacy Project, which have been using alternative media to promote a negotiated end to the war with the Thargoids. According to Congress, these organisations are not actively supporting the military objectives of non-humans. However, the seemingly arbitrary distinction has prompted accusations that Congress is persecuting religious minorities. Professor Albertesro is reported still to be working with Ramtar and Ishmael Palin to understand the possible breakthrough in communication with the Thargoids following the claims of Xiao Jin Ai, the former Azimuth test subject D2, that she could understand the so-called Thargoid roar. With two of the unidentified interstellar phenomena, Stargoids, only 700 light-years from Sol, the need to understand the Thargoids' intentions is becoming increasingly urgent. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.
thank you to the Galnet News Desk duo. Now, before we go over to Mia Harkness to find out who did most of what this week, we're going to ask another Halloween giveaway question. The first three were very Hutton-centric. And if you're not a Hutton trucker, why not? So, if you're not a trucker, you might have found those a bit tough. So question four will go to the best, funniest, most appropriate answer to the question. Best will be decided by the radio crew. Their decision is final, so no correspondence will be entered into because, you know, they can barely read, um, mostly. Anyway, so here is question four. What is Cecil's favourite tipple? I'll repeat that. What is Cecil's favourite tipple? There is no correct question for this, so see what you can come up with. Best answer wins. So, put your imagination hats on whilst we go over to Mia Harkness with this week's Hutton Helper Results. Welcome to the Hutton Helper Results. The Hutton Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a backup navigation system. Well, it's an angry old woman who'll shove you towards whatever stars you want you to go to. This week we have the following events. The Getting Away From It All Cup. The Put Your Hand Up and They Might Let You Have A Go of Being In Charge, Champion of Champions Championship. The Deja Vu All Over Again, Deja Vu Trophy. The removal van with the engine running, Charity Shield. The, oh no, everything's fine, just try to ignore the brown streak behind me, challenge. And the car ride to the palace, People's Choice Award. So, tow the party line or else, jump before you're pushed, and never ever answer a direct question. The Hutton Helper results are, Comet Bone jumped 79,000 light years to come first in distance travelled. Chris. 1984 sold 23,000 tons of cargo. Montgomery Python is a top mission runner with 232 mission points. It's Alex Zuno again, and she's had 999,999. Start that again, she's had then 999,999,999 999, credits worth of bounties again. It's strange. Handed in 610 million credits worth of combat bonds and 999 million, 999,999 credits worth of bonds. Delivered 171 people to their various destinations. So that's decals for Chris1984, Langrapper, Psychic Ball for Cargo Bot, and Feralux for is Destroyed. Please email itookpart at huttonorbital.com and I'd like to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a compass, a map, and a false arse. There have been 21 Hutton runs in the last seven days, and the top five times are Impala Mark, every week, 1 hour, 23 minutes and 2 seconds. Intosh, 
on hour, 23 minutes and 41 seconds. Myopic Eagle, 1 hour, 23 minutes and 54 seconds. Norbert Patinod, 1 hour, 23 minutes and 58 seconds. And Bandicoot, 1 hour, 24 minutes, dead. Well, that means 1 minute, 24 seconds dead on, he's not dead. Anyway, there's a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing manhandled or woman-handled, smeared, drained, deflected, irrigated, sniffed, snuffled, postponed, hidden from, flipped, mistranslated to and from Spanish, chilled, mugged, chin, ship shot, rescued, looted, repaired, destroyed, bought, sold, squeezed, inflated, bunked, frozen, liquidated, evaporated, sandblasted, sponged down, smelled, licked, extruded, discombobulated, recombobulated, headbutted, pilfered, rubbed, compressed, enveloped, siphoned, regurgitated, strained, fermented, poached, interrobanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, spelted, loved, adored, cherished, and probinated. And you can earn yourself a very fetching hut and decal for doing it. To get involved, you just have to go to hot.fordamug.com and download or sign up for the spectacular Hut and Helper, available in three exciting formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better than getting a visit from the men in grey flight suits. Anyway, that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. Mayor, um, do we have an, an answer for question this, four? There's been a good number of answers. Um, maybe we should all pick our favourite and then Flossie can judge. Oh, may not. <laughs> I've been busy, so I'm going to have a look back through them. I think uh, Kesenik's my personal f- personal favourite. From the sounds of this show, he thinks it, or they think it's mushroom tea. <laughs> I, I think nice. he's on the mark tonight. Now, this might seem weird, but it's just the frantic way uh, they said it. Um, death, exhort, is like bourbon with <laughs> ice and lemon. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's just that frantic that. shouting bourbon. Well, bourbon does tend to shout. Yes, that's yes. the correct answer. Yeah, ethanol, for, ethanol for preference. <laughs> Gin served with a slice of Centauri yellow fruit. The yellow fruit resembles lemon, but is in fact somewhat toxic and not similar in flavour. It tastes of anchovies. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that, that, that is very subtle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Should we go for that one then? There's one up there that says FSD lubricant with a dash of blinker oil. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but is it BMW blinker oil? I don't know. I didn't. What does blink on? Does it make you blink? <laughs> no, it's it's what powers the lights on the car when they blink. Oh, okay. Vindulion. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably is. A wee drink of Vindulion, yeah. That's why when he well, pink bubbles come out. At the end of the night, in the end of the cabinet, when you can't tell whether it's the liquor cabinet or the cupboard under the sink, it could yeah. be anything in the bottle. Welcome to Cecil's bar. <laughs> Gets the glasses nice and clean, though. Yes. 
So, no. Flossie, who's the winner, do you think? Oh. You're the birthday girl. You get the blame. Oh, great. Thank <laughs> I think I like Happy Moon Monkey Sunset. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Yep. The gin. Gin with a slice of yellow fruit. The uh, simulation flavor test of There's a niche answer. I don't know if anybody will get that one. Perno Uzo Marmalade and Salt. Yes. I don't get it. Yes. Known as the Esther Branson. Because it pulls your gums back over your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it was from an episode of Bolton. Right. So... Before we hear from Amelia with this week's Galnet New Rare Digest, it's time to ask the fifth and final question of our Frontier Halloween giveaway. Again, there is no specific answer, but the paint job will go to the funniest answer in the Twitch chat. Here we go. Question five. What is Floor Mopping Guy's favourite method of tackling Cubicle 3? So get your thinking caps on whilst we go over to Amelia with this week's Galnet Rares Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawk reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. This week... I'm visiting the 17 Lyrae system. I've been invited to Langford Enterprise to a seriously high-tech facility to gain an inside look at their patented rare item. In order to enter the facility, I've had to scrub down and I'm wearing a suit that prevents any foreign particles interfering with the manufacturing facility. Even with the suit on, I've had to stand under a field that's removed every mote of dust from the air and all of my surfaces. This place is clean. The air is so free of any particulate matter that colours are bright and everything looks crystal clear. Apparently, I'm here to witness the creation of the latest ultra-compact processor prototypes. With technology and ships able to assist commanders in navigating their way across the Milky Way, calculating complex jump paths without passing through the heart of a star, and giving us everything from a virtual soundscape based on our scanners to the ability to auto-land on even the bumpiest of surfaces, I'm looking forward to seeing what these miniature miracles can accomplish. Though, don't misunderstand, these aren't silicone wafers doped semiconductors, or even superconductors. This is the latest in the meld between machine and biology. And they're tiny. What's more, they're designed for your kitchen. Yes, they're that kind of processor, a food processor. The staple gift given to all those weddings you've been to by some kindly aunt who thinks all fresh-faced couples need the latest in kitchen, kitchen appliances. The kind of thing given away on game shows alongside the cuddly toy. However, at these prices, the Ultra Company processor prototypes are aimed much more at your gourmet chef. The kind that has 
all the toys and build your plate of food with tweezers and a carefully placed swoosh of something tasty and micro herbs. Your traveling space chef doesn't have space to be lugging around a food, food processor to slice, dice and blend, chop or otherwise high-speed whiz their latest gastronomic concoction. They need something more portable, something small, and something in keeping with the precision by which they prepare their meals. Slices accurate to the micron, strips exactly the same length and at an atomic scale, sauces blended to the exact consistency required. And this is where the ultra-compact processor comes in. With traditional processors, the food goes in and the processor stays on the outside, unless you don't put the lid on right. With the ultra-compact processor, the processor is placed on the food and with a wave of your data pad, pre-programmed with how you want it prepared over the top, it does its thing. It looks like a single grain of rice, a few millimetres long, slightly off-white, and made of a combination of incredibly complex bioengineering and technology. It quite simply buzzes into life in a blur then placed when placed on a bit of cucumber and then you have a perfectly sliced perfectly thin and utterly uniform slice of cucumber place it on place it on top of a bowl of ingredients being turned into a sauce for that exotic swoosh on the plate programming the desired consistency and it gets to work the contents of the bowl liquidizing before your very eyes once it's done just lift it out with tweezers and then serve your meal. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to watch it work. Foods are sliced and diced before your eyes as if by invisible knives. Apparently it uses ever so tiny lasers and monofilament wires to achieve the desired effect. Having seen the facility and each one of these tiny grains being carefully assembled under an electron microscope, I'm being treated to dinner by an experienced master chef who's preparing a six-course precision banquet for a number of food critics and, well, me. The first course, Altarian beetroot, prepared three ways with microherbs. Well, this is a visual delight. It looks like one of those kaleidoscopes you look at as a child, you know, with every cut and every angle absolutely perfect. Mm, it's tasty. It's, it's tangy. It's, it's not very filling. I'm glad there are more courses. The critics are all nodding. They're taking notes on little pads to one side and the master chef is, well, he looks visibly relieved. The next course is a small ramekin with what looks like a risotto with finely chopped strips of spring onion on top. The chef's preparing it at the table and taking extreme care when placing his compact processor. We watch it work as a piece of theater and he carefully takes it back out with the tweezers before assembling the final dish in front of us. The chopped items could be cloned pieces. They're so similar. And when combined with the rice and the wine and the, and the stock and the rare mushrooms, well, well, one mouthful, I'm in flavor heaven two and the whole pot's gone. The texture is perfect. Oh, the critic to my left though, he's, he's frowning. 
Oh, well, he does not look well. I wonder if he's got allergies. Well, he has turned the most astonishing color and... Uh, oh, my. Oh, he's fallen off his chair. He's clutching at his belly. Oh, the master chef looks really panicked. Oh, he, he, he's gone back to the box with his ultra-compact processor and then he's ex inspecting it. Oh, no, that, that, that's not a processor. That's a grain of rice. Oh, meanwhile, the critic is writhing around and he's beginning to fall apart, quite literally. This is horrific. He appears to be being sliced from the inside out. Well, there are perfect millimeter strips. I, I suspect that this was not the best demonstration of the capabilities of this tiny machine. Holy hell. Uh, this is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest, and I've just seen a food critic, Julienne, from the inside out. Uh, so you don't have to. Uh, hang on. Has anyone found the ultra-compact processor yet? What's that buzzing noise? Oh, crap. Okay, get me out of here. It, it, it's chiffonading the table. Thank you, Amelia, for that very um, interesting food digest. <laughs> Have you ever seen a man, Julienne, from the inside out? <laughs> I can't begin to imagine it. <laughs> what does Julienne mean? Sliced and diced. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought you were going to hold up a picture and go, it means this. <laughs> it means <No>. this. <laughs> Turned into crudite, ready for some hummus. <laughs> Crudité is French for uh, crudité. Yeah. Right. Uh, question five. Do um, we have any good answers? Do you have any good answers? That, that was question five, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, what that was we, indeed question five. Anyone, any, anyone seen any good answers? <laughs> yeah, I've been too busy so. taking them in. <laughs> So the question was, what is Floor Mopping Guy's favourite method of tackling Cubicle 3? I think my favourite of Mia's answers was 10,000 mouse traps in a ping pong ball. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like something out of a game of Cards Against Humanity, but... It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in an episode of QI once, it was brilliant. So who who answered that then? <laughs> yeah, who does that? That was me, unfortunately. That was me. So. I, can, I can't win. Oh. No one ever. I, I can't ever win it. I that was such a good answer. Yeah. yeah. Right. So have we had any other decent answers? <laughs> Nuke the entire cubicle from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. The women like that one. Good. You can't win, chicks. You, <laughs> you're mm. the radio crew. That was a good aliens reference. No, no, on your page or on the front of your live stream. <laughs> Smears himself and fix vapor rub and runs in with a big lump of uranium to clear it out. Yeah. That's you again, Mia. That's me again, yes. The really weird ones are always me. <laughs> of course. Have we had any uh Commander, yeah, any Commander, okay. Commander Volcarius Absorbent he, spiders. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was very. That wasn't me, and that is weird. That was um, from someone called Kesenik. Yeah, Kesenik. I've also got one from uh, Commander Volcarius. He closes the portal to hell for an hour a day. Yeah, but that was me. <laughs> yeah, Kes Kesenik came up with uh, mopping it with all the unclaimed anacondas as well, which is quite a nice yeah. idea. Mm, yeah. Uh, Apathis UK, uh, brick it up and build a new cubicle. <laughs> Yeah, but we'd run out of station far too quickly for that yeah, one. I mean, we did, we did it's not certainly we how I'd want to face it. But we did not wear Coriolis. I'm, I'm kind of partial to the absorbent spider. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we are. Yep. Congratulations, Kesenik. Hey. Well done. So, Kesenik. Uh, so we've done. We've done. To, we're well done to our five winners. Mind wipe, <laughs> Yenix, Happy Moon Monkey, and Kesenik. Yeah. I don't know why you keep pronouncing it Mindwhippy. Mindwhippy, that's so how it's spelled. To collect your paint jobs, the codes will be sent by email, but you have to email us on I took part at HuttonOrbital.com. That's I took part at HuttonOrbital.com. You lucky, lucky people. Are you ready? <laughs> well, you could say...
it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere So shout it out loud like you don't even care Father Mark, Father Mark Yeah, you know just where I'm coming from Father Mark, Father Mark Now everybody sing the heart and drop the song and gentlemen that's the end of the show everyone's buggered off now so why don't you bugger off too seamless seamless